Hello and welcome to the Reference Point Podcast. I am your host, Paulo, and today I am joined by my two co-host Supremes, Matthew and Anthony. Hey, that's us. Hey, that's me. Yep. So today we are going to be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh indeed, because uh, it was kind of a scary MCU movie. Oh, was it? It was very spooky. If I was, well, if I was eight years old, I'd probably <laughs> cry and go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some eight-year-olds apparently didn't like the movie at all, so yeah, I could kind of see eight, why. Eight-year-olds times like, what, ten? <laughs> eight-year-olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. Oh my god. Anyway, so um, you know, before we begin, we just want to give a special thank you to Cult MTL. That's right. So Cult MTL is a local magazine in Montreal who every year does a best of vote, mm-hmm. so people could cast their votes for what they feel is the best, really anything, best restaurant, best podcast, and in this instance. Guys, we got number one. Wow. So big thank you first off to uh, yeah. like the people who voted, yeah. our fans, our friends, everyone. Like. We really appreciate this. Like, it's truly a big honor, and it really gives us that motivation and really spirit to really push on forward and really give you guys the best we can. And honestly, we've got huge plans coming up in the summer, and this gives us that sort of motivation to do it. And also, just thank you, Cult MTL, for, for giving sure. us this spot because, like, it's yeah, thank guys, you. pick up your physical copies if you can, or yeah. if you could read it digitally anyway. Uh, just it's follow a really them cool on book. social media for sure. Everyone yeah. who voted for us, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I love each and every single one of you yes democracy prevailed (laughs) so uh yeah so dr strange so so give us a rundown of like what we're going to talk about for dr strange so you know we're going to keep this uh simple so we're going to go non-spoiler thoughts you know obviously of course then we're going to dive into the spoilers i'm not going to say what because i almost (laughs) made that specific spoilers are we diving into? yeah yeah well first off (laughs) um so yeah we just want to avoid that and then you know we're going to just wrap up the episode keep it nice and simple clean Maybe okay. our hopes for the future might come up. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see about that. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with this ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a yeah yeah okay. I'm gonna shut up now. All right, yeah. so uh, <laughs> take it away, Paolo. What's up? Non-spoiler thoughts. Non-spoiler. What do we think? I, I loved it. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I are. love Sam Raimi movies, and to me, this was a Sam Raimi movie. It was 100 mm-hmm. th- percent through and through, and uh, and I think he was the real MVP of this film. There's a lot of those sort of Raimi-isms, which I genuinely enjoyed. Not really a spoiler. I'll just say it. there's a lot of Evil Dead in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's more Evil Dead than there is Spider-Man Two, to say the least. So yes. I, I will say though, like when watching it, it did actually make me want to watch Evil Dead more. Yeah. <laughs> like when I rewatch, it's like I kind of want to go home and watch Evil Dead instead of like Doctor Strange or whatever. No, I, I just I, I do like I, I like Evil Dead more than this no than no, chance. no just in general like my own preferences i just mm-hmm. really like evil dead yeah i really enjoyed the movie but I, I i think there are some real um glaring issues that i have with it some creative decisions that i really don't agree with uh-huh. mm-hmm. and i think if you're a fan of let's say wandavision specifically this might disappoint you a it might really disappoint you or you might not care and might love the film i, I i've or seen i've seen it go both ways i've seen people really walk out of the movie and absolutely love it. And others are very, very disappointed by this movie. And I think that's also reflected in the B-plus cinema score, yeah. uh, which is like the third uh, time ever a Marvel film got in the Bs. We could, we could honestly though, kind of address that right at the beginning because there is something really sort of specific we, we should talk about with that sort of thing. Look, for me, I wasn't disappointed. Like, look, I, I went into the movie with tampered expectations. I was hoping, I was scared that this movie was going to be cameo fest and that... Look, we're seeing everyone again. We're going to see uh, this guy. Oh, I, I know that guy. I love that guy. I'm so happy to right. see him again. We're going to see Blorco and Glupshito and, you know, 
And uh, what, Skippy what, McDippy. <laughs> Skippy McDippy, you know. I'm not familiar with these characters. <laughs> Please elaborate. Are they also Moon Knight characters? <laughs> yes, they are. But all these... I And I'm happy that in the end, what we got was a story about Strange and Wanda. Like, mm-hmm. these characters and who they are. Like, especially for Strange, we got, like, a real arc for him, which I was scared was going to get overshadowed. Right. We got an arc. And I, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's there. It's there. I think it is. Um, and that some people might disagree with me. And hey, look, you know what? If you love Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, if you hate the movie, opinions are just opinions at the end of the day. We're just <laughs> going to share our own. Uh, and please also share your own in the comment section. Yeah. But really, um, I, I, th- I felt like the application of character arcs and just the plot in general felt a little bit sloppy at times. And we know that there was mm-hmm. a very troubled um, production production uh, mm-hmm. history with this film. And I'm very curious to see what the original cut looked like. I, for for mm-hmm. one, this movie is only two hours and seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, now, for anyone out there watching who's seen a pl- like a plenty of films uh, throughout their lives, it's like, well, two hours and seven minutes isn't exactly <laughs> a short sure, like, movie. All of Raimi's movies are about that. Or oh, around that length. Well, uh, Spider-Man 3, I think, is, is, is a tad longer. But yeah, um, two know. hours and seven minutes, you know, it's no slouch either. And I, I mm-hmm. understand that. But for a film that uh, is as grand as this one... With uh, Skippy McDippy. <laughs> it was Skippy McDippy. Uh, you would expect a longer runtime from this one. And I felt like... The two hours and seven minutes, while it did uh, do it some favors in terms of uh, pacing, it, it, the, the mm-hmm. film is very, very fast-paced. It's, You're, it's paced a little bit like Infinity War, where it's like yeah. non-stop, okay, we're in this, going, 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 it takes a couple breaks, and that's it, otherwise it's always non-stop. Right, but the thing with Infinity War is that it's also a much longer film, and... While it By does keep, <laughs> yeah, and while it does keep that, well, twenty minutes is quite substantial. And while yeah. it does keep that pace yeah. up constantly throughout Infinity War, they really put everything in that film that needed to be in that film. Mm-hmm. When I watch Multiverse of Madness, I could kind of sit back and go, "Yeah, I had a great time," but there are certain things that I really wish they expanded on more. Uh, that I think fans were deserving of seeing, yeah. and they simply omitted them. And m- I could predict for time reasons. So yeah, like I was gonna say. In terms of runtime, I was fine with it. I agree. Like, it didn't bother me in that it was a bit shorter than I expected. But I agree that maybe it could have used a bit more development in some parts. But right. the runtime wasn't something I came out of there and said, that's too short, like I did for Venom 2. And I came out of there and, like, the movie was, like, 20 minutes Yeah, long. and well, that's that's a very like, unfair It comparison. didn't bother yeah, me enough to, like, detract from the film. Totally. And, yeah, that's, I ju- could, that's just me. I could totally respect that 100%, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just really you. liked it. Um, first <laughs> act was fun. Yeah. Second act was cool, except it had like something you know that I kind of questioned, mm-hmm. and then a third act was really cool. And overall, just like it's oozing with Raimi's style, but it yeah. also kind of left me wanting to watch something that's more Sam Raimi than this movie. Okay. I would I would say like out of all the Marvel Studios films, this is the one that like you really see the most style from a director. Almost yes. Like. Yeah. This one. Yeah. This one's very much. Oh my god. It's like it's weird how it's it's kind of formulaic, but it's also not. It it's like it's like in this yeah it's 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 in Still this weird bit, but. it's in this weird sort of gray zone of just like mm-hmm. or should I say negative zone of just um, dark dimension <laughs> zone yeah <laughs> of just like it's not MCU enough but it is and that's mm-hmm. I think a strength of the movie it's, sure it's Raimi working within the Marvel formula but the Marvel formula is not overtaking the Raimi as a director like his style well i have look i have no idea how much influence Raimi as a filmmaker had on the way the film itself really looked 
I'm assuming. I mean, it had color. Of, <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> the, but that's what I'm leading to. I feel like even though Avengers Endgame is really like my favorite comic book film of all time, the first 40 minutes of that film looking very desaturated, very kind of dull and depressing, I think works for that the, the theme of that film. Yeah, that, but that then when you get the 2012 Avengers, it's, it's like, like okay, why uh, does it still really look this way? And and you kind of li- you you miss and you long for that color, that pop in a, in a comic book film. And this movie totally has it. It is so visually dynamic, not just through color, like we said, but also, also through camera movement. And even just it is editing so in general at points, some of the yes. montages that I don't want to spoil for people who haven't seen it. Like, this like, is full tilt Raimi, and uh, and honestly, the, the yeah, even the way the movie's edited, like you said, uh, there's a very clever, often very, very clever use of, of fades. Yeah. Let me mm-hmm. just put that in there, uh, the, the editing uh, It reminded trick. me of uh, the old Spider-Man movies. It so. really did, and honestly, uh, and speaking of which, we, Anthony and I saw the movie together both times we saw the movie twice yeah. paulo ha- couldn't make it uh, to our screening but the first night we saw it on the thursday opening night imax 2d and then we saw it imax 3d in a yeah in the next day on the friday night and i know these two really disagree with me about 3d um I, no yeah. no it's, <laughs> look 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 i know where you're going i'm just gonna say this because i want you to have like a really good uninterrupted thing, go for but, like, it go look, for it as a 3d spectacle it looked great I just don't like 3D. <laughs> but that's exactly my point, too. I, I'm never going to tell you 3D looks good because I hate 3D. I just... I, I, I get it. I always want a 2D movie. I don't want to watch anything in 3D. The 3D looked good, though, but I didn't like it. If look, you enjoy 3D, watch it in 3D, yeah. 100%. If you don't, just don't watch I, it in It's 3D. not going to change your mind if you don't like 3D. Yeah, but, for sure. But if you're ever, like, sometimes on the fence like I am, and you're like, hey, should, is this movie maybe worth seeing in 3D? Are the ticket price for 2d and 3d was the same so mm-hmm. sometimes i know back in the day you, you used was to like get an extra six bucks or no it wasn't that much but there was a, there was a surcharge for for 3d uh in this case if you're presented with both tickets being the same price difference <laughs> <laughs> same price knows his prices you know I, how he is with oh money. my god i think <laughs> uh, I, I, I think yes that's the word <laughs> that uh 3d might really be worth a shot because the depth in this film there's a was in the trailer Gargantos. There's that Gargantos sequence. Right? Oh, that's not Gargantos. That's the mm-hmm. villain from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, spoilers. Sorry, but mm-hmm. this movie canonizes Conan the Barbarian, the old Sh- Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> He's lying. He didn't spoil anything. It's not Shumagorath. It's Gargantos. But anyone who read a comic knows it's basically Shumagorath. But the rights are in the air. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, con- it, can- it conanized Conan <laughs> the Barbarian. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it- <laughs> oh my god, I was about to say it again. Canonized Conan. Anyway, the Gargantos <laughs> fight. Um, it was cool. It was cool. Looks yeah. especially amazing in 3D. This is really, really well done 3D, and they created the film with 3D in mind. Uh, so I, I think this is so funny. But I missed the entire fight because I went to go buy my friend popcorn. <laughs> it's, so I saw it in 2D. I didn't see it in 3D. Are you serious? I missed the entire thing. Yeah. So you saying this is so funny? Actually. Oh man. <laughs> Who'd you get the popcorn for? He knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I swear to God, if it's Peter, I'm gonna lose it. No, it was. Anyway, and the way, uh, the way, like I said, the fades were utilized were especially <laughs> cool in 3D. So, mm-hmm. uh, plus you get the, the the trailer for Avatar: The Way of Water. Missed uh, that too. <laughs> you missed that too. Yeah, in 3D. So. Oh, the only thing that was hype for me anyway. was the Jurassic World trailer. Yeah, that looked good too. Holy that shit! Cool. I was in like, IMAX 2D. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, regardless, I think the main takeaway is that uh, IMAX is beautiful. Though, like the expanded yeah. aspect ratio looked amazing. Oh, I love that. I, I love I think watching IMAX. Any Marvel film or any really any film that is shot with IMAX cameras or is specifically formatted for IMAX, I please go IMAX. see it in IMAX. Yeah. Uh, Except Venom 2. 
<laughs> what is an Morbius. X? Wasn't specially formatted, so. Well, no, IMAX really does enhance a viewing experience yeah. because of like the sort of size of the screen and just you get more picture too. Yeah, for so sure, for sure. No cropping going on. Yeah, no letterboxing. Anyway, so uh, spoilers. So I think those are some pretty good uh, non-spoiler thoughts. Let's spoilers. go to spoilers. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So if spoiler you didn't see warning. the movie, definitely gonna want to skip that. Then come back, watch this, see why we're wrong or why we're right. There the is no thing. right or wrong. No, there, there is, is no right or There's wrong. There's only sinister and supreme. So spoilers. Um, I think the big takeaway, the big point of contention for most people, especially WandaVision fans, is Wanda's characterization in this film. And in the marketing, they were... I don't even want to say cleverly, but trying as best as they can to... Yeah, like the studio tells your viewers, yeah, don't spoil who the villain is in your non-spoiler review. Yeah. And then it's like, it's very obviously Wanda. Oh, it's Wanda. Wanda's yeah. the main villain yeah. of the movie. And frankly, this is something I was very clearly expecting and have no issue mm -hmm. with. I personally have an issue um, with the way they portrayed her descent into madness, a.k.a. The not, AKA not portraying it. At all. It's, it's a lot of off-screen development in which WandaVision ends with her reading the Darkhold and we're supposed to then believe from there that book corrupted her to be m insane. And I could totally which, believe that. That's yeah, fine. I can. Be, to be fair though, isn't that the whole point? Like, if you know what the Darkhold is and you see that she's reading through it, I mean, logic dictates that yeah. you're going to just assume, oh, she's going to turn evil now. Totally, mm -hmm. but I think it's so such it's like a disservice to that character who underwent a very, very compelling arc at the end of uh, throughout WandaVision and by the end of it comes to terms with her grief and overcomes her grief, mm -hmm. right? And then we get one scene as a mid credit scene where Wanda, we, we, we see her doing astral... After credits, not mid credits. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, doing um, astral projection and basically searching for her kids using the Darkhold. And then in that scene, her children are calling out for help. They saw WandaVision, don't worry. <laughs> They're calling out for help, right? Cut to this film. The first interaction we have with Wanda is a complete lie. Right until she basically swipes the rug so out from under cool. us. So it was a well cool done, reveal. totally a great reveal. It's just when you have a character who uh, under who did some bad things in WandaVision, right? Mm -hmm. Some questionable things, but who ultimately overcame her grief and and left. Okay, the city of Westview. You now have the character doing really horrible things. <laughs> in this film like like, like irredeemable things in this movie yeah. so you make her go through this arc in wandavision where uh she takes some steps back but then one step forward one big leap forward for herself uh and for her just her development right mm -hmm. and now in this film you put her way further back than she ever was she's taking 10 steps back in this film and then way past age of ultron working for hydra <laughs> you know and uh, yeah well yeah and then by the end of it kind of leaving you in this very very questionable like where is this gonna go type scenario with wanda like how can you ever possibly i guess it's redemption is this the path they want to take her on now again yeah. so it's like you're just repeating what you did in wandavision except wandavision i could totally buy you redeeming that character in this film can i really re redeem wanda after the horrible heinous things that she did i don't know it's it, you know and 
And I feel like the ending for that ah. character is very unsatisfying for many fans. Well, I, is it film. really an ending, though? I mean, well, it could be, but I don't think it is. Let I me mean, just put that out there. I would redeem her if she killed uh, John Krasinski's Reed Richards because, like, I didn't like him. <laughs> okay, like, we'll, we'll get, get to that. We'll, we'll get <laughs> to that. But like, yeah, no, I was very lukewarm on it. <laughs> but uh, so I just, I just feel like if you want to do such a drastic um, change for the character. Doing it off screen is a great disservice because I think honestly both <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Wanda Maximoff for the character she plays is uh, they, deserve, they deserve better than that. Look, so. I think what you're saying is not misguided at all right. because even in an interview I read I think today or yesterday with Mike Waldron, the writer, okay. he had said that the original draft of this film was, well, I think even before Sam Raimi signed on, was just basically like a basic MCU movie where at the end, it was going to be this whole movie teaming up Doctor Strange wanted to team up. Right. And at the end, she becomes bad. I uh, I kind of mm. prefer that idea, to be honest. Like Honest? Not really. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I would much rather take this than I'm, uh, I'm happy with what that. we got. But when you said that, I'm like, that kind of explains why we get so quick into it. No, no, they, but that's exactly it. That is exactly why. So I'm really curious to see the original cut. It feels like letting Wanda be that, bad from this, the get-go i'm telling you right now it wasn't filmed it was just like the original draft the original right? draft sure yeah um but like you can't watch uh, the raimi cut where wanda gets developed it doesn't exist like why would but here's the thing why would her kids be calling out for help in the mid credit scene and now in this film they're totally fine in every oh, multiverse multiverse that's that so she easy sees. the dark hole manipulator you want to see fine but but none of that is really explored in a compelling way like i would have loved to see this play out through the actual film like in my opinion what the movie should have been was the multiverse going completely out of whack and dr strange basically wants to seek out help from wanda and then along the way on this journey wanda realizes wait a minute i might have a chance to be reunited with my children and then throughout the course of the film needing to use the dark hold on this quest Wanda starts getting, you know, uh, starts uh, going into a descent of madness, basically. Mm -hmm. And starts becoming the villain that we got at the very beginning of this movie. Um, I like this movie more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of like this more. I preferred yeah. where she was a villain from the get-go because, like... Look, cool. It, it like, was that's totally it was fine. It was set up in WandaVision. Look, like, I wasn't set up in WandaVision. It, it, no, no, no matter how you slice it, they specifically state it's the Darkhold. She's using it. I think it's And cheap. if you know literally anything mm -hmm. about it, it's like... You have a character say, "Oh yeah, we're, I'm missing bananas," and then <laughs> afterwards, and then no, no, then a couple or like bananas, you know, no. afterwards, you see the character went has bananas. Now it's like, you don't wanna, you don't have to explain that he went to the store to buy them. Totally. You just it's there because it's already been stated. Right, but if on on that journey to go get bananas, the character is transforming essentially which is basically the whole point of a character arc, transformers now <laughs> which is the whole point of a character arc and you take that away like okay i'll I'll, I'll use this as but an what, example what can you really show it's like you're just gonna show her getting corrupted how do you visualize that how do you explain that without it directly impacting the story and then dr strange being like but make Yo, it you okay but make it directly impact the story of course but then that you're rewriting the, the movie completely at this point <laughs> i think that's what he wants Grinch well style. at least at least for maybe the first third of the movie i don't know look because like i'll give you an example let's say spider-man 3 um uh, uh toby mcguire's peter gets the symbiote towards the the end of the film okay mm -hmm. what does this have to do with the sandman <laughs> gets the symbiote towards the end of the film and then we have a break and now we get spider-man 4 and now at the very beginning of spider-man 4 he is a completely different character I feel like that's a great disservice to the character to completely eradicate that arc and that descent into becoming darker. 
I, I, that's the same vibe that Look, I get from I understand. I understand what you're trying to say. And you know? But honestly, I just... I could accept it and I... Look, on my first watch, I was a bit like, whoa, okay, this is very far, like, evil. Like, I did not expect her to go this bad. Right. But on the second watch, I, I felt better about it and I was much more willing to accept it. Yeah, I did I feel, know. on the second viewing, I will say I did feel better about it. But I just, mm -hmm. I, just I don't know, I just feel like using a MacGuffin as a plot device to completely transform a character off screen is a bit cheap. That's, that's I, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't bother me because yeah. it's like, I expected this to happen. Totally, I knew yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, she her becoming so evil. I'm like, whatever. And especially the movie... Like well, at the end with um, with the evil stranger was like, oh, it's gonna take a toll on you. It's like okay, yeah. they're pretty much stating like she really used this thing and right. like. I do think though uh, the things that we uh, we do see from Wanda, especially involving her children, are very compelling. Yeah, her performance is Elizabeth really Olsen. Good. I think all the actually every performance across the board is magnificent, but I think Elizabeth Olsen Except steals the John show. Krasinski, but yeah, oh, stop with John Krasinski. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, Elizabeth Olsen is the star of this movie, in yeah. all honesty. Yeah, so... Um, I still say Benedict Cumberbatch, but yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch convinced me he could play four different Doctor Stranges. Yeah, but they weren't... one... They weren't radically different. No, they, 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 had, they had enough subtle one differences. One of them was a zombie buddy. That's pretty different. <laughs> they had enough subtle differences where it's like, okay, you could genuinely say this is an otherworldly Doctor Strange. And he managed to and do that perfectly. I gotta say, speaking of which, uh, Doctor Strange one with the ponytail. I forgot what the mark Defender, uh, Strange. Defender Strange. Yeah, yeah, Defender Strange, that cool costume. Love that I costume. I love oh. at the beginning that they take the line from No Way Home. Yes. And they twist on his back showing how like... Yes. It's just a means to justify what you're doing even if it's not right. Correct. And it really showed like how well, he was in the wrong in No Way Home, in a way. That's yeah, but, but also, was he? That's a discussion for the No Way Home review. Yes, but also in this film as well. Like, mm -hmm. is he? Was, is he wrong? To, I think so. He is. But is I think it is justifiable from a utilitarian kind of point of view, right? But the movie, in the end, sides more with yes, the regular Stephen Strange. Of, it for is sure. wrong. And I love that it gives him more of an arc, even coming from No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Strange's arc, what did you think of Strange's arc? I loved it. I thought it was. I I love the fact that this movie, as big in scale, you're jumping universe to universe, mm -hmm. is all done with one theme, and that theme is: Are you happy, Steven? Right. Yeah. It gives you a human story in to case, tell <laughs> such an inhuman story. And in case you didn't catch the theme, they say it like maybe verbally like four times throughout yeah. the movie. <laughs> but I, I liked I liked it for me. Like yeah, it me works, too. It's. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I think it, you know. Uh, funny enough, I, I I do think it is quite a profound theme uh, in, it, among these comic book movies because it's yeah. something that's rarely ever explored. You know, it reminds me of Spider-Man Two in a way. Like yeah, right. And that's an incredibly human story about the character. Yeah, and it's such a big story that you're like, wow. They to me they still manage to land a story about the title character, which. Like I said before, I was afraid they weren't going to do, mm -hmm. and they did. I do think in Spider-Man 2, though, that theme never gets lost along the way. Oh, in uh, this film, that I'm not comparing. it is kind of like sloppily applied. Some people might disagree. That's fine. I don't me. know. <laughs> but I, I disagree. Yeah, but like I now, like considering the fact that from what Benedict Cumberbatch has said in an interview on a podcast yeah. once... Not the reference point podcast. Before they one. started, not this yet. Movie, <laughs> this, yeah, hopefully. This movie underwent a crazy amount of reshoots. like Six weeks about. Like... like way more reshoots than normal for a mm -hmm. big movie like this mm -hmm. i feel um and he mentioned his uh concern about a lack of a character arc for dr strange yeah at the time of that recording and when he had said that that's what worried me the most about the movie me like too now giving him an arc and he's the title character that's so disappointing right and then at the premiere of the film he talked a lot about um 
changes that were made that that he was happy with mm -hmm. regarding his character, especially in the third act right, that yeah. he himself also had input in. So I think I what that was. if this, well, I think it's all the character moment stuff. Like him giving a great monologue as a zombie. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I don't think so at all. I think it's all the human elements. Like, are you happy? Mm -hmm. I think that beautiful exchange with Christine where he tells her that he loves her in every universe. Yeah. I think that was a very, very beautiful moment. Very Spider-Man 2-esque in a yeah. way. You know, it, that, that had a very and he goes, Doctor Strange, sweet no Raimi more. touch. <laughs> no Uncle Ben. <laughs> no Uncle no Ben. Spider-Man no more. <laughs> so, you know, um, I thought all that was great. Uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it, it wasn't, properly applied throughout the course of the movie but uh, I disagree. if you disagree that's totally cool um but uh given the fact that it might have all been a result of reshoots uh, i think that they did a very good job Suppress with it. it you know it's and not i don't think it's perfectly executed but it's something that i did quite like very much and, and i find sometimes a lot of movies have like these glaringly obvious reshoots yeah but this one like i honestly couldn't really tell the only time I was able to tell with Wong's haircut. Yeah, Wong's hairline did change in like between scenes. It wasn't one time. no, it was a straight up different change. Like the other one, he had like that, you know, like that sort of. Emo yeah, one look. of them it was like shorter, and the other one it was like up. Yeah, I didn't really notice that. I, I noticed that one on. to my first viewing, the second viewing, I forgot. I okay. caught on I missed it, right at why. the end because I, because I, I noticed, I was like, oh yeah, I'm really liking you know this like emo bowl cut haircut. Then when I, <laughs> then right at the end, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a sec. What happened? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Wong, I just, I love him as a character. He's so oh, great dude. as a Sorcerer Supreme. Benedict Wong, the actor, is great. I know. I love the fact that he's popped up in so many projects. Yep, like Shang-Chi too. Yeah, yeah and probably mm -hmm. She-Hulk. We'll see if I'm right. We'll see. Yo, he gets with the She-Hulk. That I'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. I was concerned throughout the whole movie. I'm like, are they going to kill Wong in this when movie? When he fell off that cliff, I'm like, I'm about to walk out right now. Sam, I love you. You can't do that. You can't uh, do that to me. They this is another Wong character one. assassination like uncle ben in <laughs> spider-man 3 <laughs> i do think though like you know the scene when uh, wanda's torturing the other sorcerers there at uh, kamartage mm -hmm. and uh, he basically almost immediately gives up the yeah. location of the mountain there where the the dark hold uh, mm -hmm. was originally transcribed um i don't know for a character who's constantly complaining that steven is always reckless and whatnot you would think that it would take a little bit more I in mean, that moment but i also understand he's like, also come yeah on, i get it there's rintra the big uh, green guy yeah he's I, a minotaur I, I him, my yeah. girlfriend like audibly in the theater said what the hell is that <laughs> when I, she saw that Rintra from the comics i know him i love him so i was like when i yeah. saw him like that no it was awesome. cool yeah it was cool they got rid of that one character from the first doctor strange movie. master hamir yeah what was that I'm so man sad. He, got, like, he just sucked into the <laughs> ground the i'm like into oh, the floor i'm like oh you know no master hamir no yeah, but speaking of like body counts, oh, yeah, oh. let's uh let's talk about um you know the real I wouldn't say the highlight, but the mm. one that's gonna definitely have people talking. It was the one that people wanted to avoid spoiler wise the yeah. most possible. The only um, moment that really got cheers in our theater. Shuma Garath being a Conan <laughs> character. No, Paolo. <laughs> no, but the Illuminati the will Illumina see us now. Right, Doctor Strange said the Illuminati. Exactly. So for those yeah. who don't know, the Illuminati are actually not like what you expect in real life. No. But actually, a group in the comics. Mm -hmm. They're created in what, like the early two thousands, two thousand six, mid two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Mid two thousands. Mid two thousands is two thousand five hundred. But it's it's more. It was created by Brian Michael Bendis, and I believe Steve McNiven drew that arc. Right. Maybe. And, and they're new Avengers, and like in Agreed. like shown in the movie, they're the ones who have to make the really big, tough decisions about basically universe-wide sort of events, cataclysmic events. events yeah. yeah, exactly. They're yeah. almost like the Avengers, but 
they have a greater hand than the Avengers sure. in a way. Yeah. They're kind of like it kind of plays off the idea of what the Illuminati is in in real life with the <laughs> yeah. whole, <laughs> the conspiracies and one. Yeah, where it's know. like, you know, they control everything, they decide yeah. everything. Sure. But anyway. So Anyways, you got Ill- cooked. <laughs> yeah, the Illuminati is made up of um Black Bolt. My personal favorite Black Bolt. The Inhumans are underrated characters. I've always liked the Inhumans. Black Bolt, when I saw him in the theater, I'm like, no way. And the f- I, yeah. I never thought they'd put him in the MCU. And then his head blew up and I was like, no way. <laughs> uh, I think bringing back the actor who played him in uh, Inhumans was like the biggest surprise. Yeah, that was, it was, was nice. Like out of cool all the... costume too. Oh, the costume was like ripped straight out of the comics. Cool. And I think out of all the um, predictions that people were making about which, you know, which multiversal yeah. characters might appear, I don't think Black Bolt played by him specifically. What's his mm-hmm. name again? The actor? Anson Mount. Yes. And he's in uh, Star Trek now. He's playing yeah, exactly. Pike, right? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great actor. Really, really good actor. I've seen um, him in other stuff. He's good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, so, Seeing him come back, especially after the the really horrible reception surrounding Inhuman. Yeah, it's it's bad. Great I'm sport. Like the only guy who saw that show and it's bad. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm really happy he came back because uh, he had a really cool moment, a mm-hmm. uh, couple moments. Seeing so, yeah. him, and I love that they even just show the power of Black Bolt's voice. Yes. To re- like when he takes out his Doctor Strange and he just says, "I'm sorry," and just whisper, and he goes, "Boom." That was cool. guy wait. Yeah. If anyone knows his Black Bolt in the comics is super overpowered. Yeah. He yells and he can literally level a planet, like right. annihilate an entire planet, like Death Star, you know. Which I think uh, taking him off the board, killing him off immediately in such a sh- profoundly shocking way was necessary. Pushing it was the boundaries of PG-13. That, yeah, it was, that death yeah, it was a necessary jolt that the audience needed, and that got mm-hmm. the biggest gasp. Not a not cheer, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I hope not cheer. I was not happy. <laughs> uh, but gasp, like people were like, yeah. "Oh shit, this, like, this shit, shit just got real. real," you know. Yeah. So uh, next. Yeah. Uh, in the Illumina- Illuminati <laughs> lineup is Captain Carter. From, yes. Not from What If, but like yeah. made no, famous from What If, basically. It's clearly a variant from What If. Like yeah. It's not the yeah. same one. But point is, she was half the woman she used to be from the beginning, from What If, I would say. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Next, she's we have Captain a- Marvel, oh, okay, which is, yeah, is it Monica Rambo? No, it's Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel. Okay. Who, you know, basically from where you could tell is the accent, the same accent from the Captain Marvel movie happens, but it happens to Maria instead. Instead and of I, I Brie really Larson, who ruined Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> oh, shut up, Paul. But I really like, uh, what's her name? Lashana Lynch. I like the way she played, like, the confidence of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, I like, she, she didn't I, I, I thought it was a little bit heavy-handed with the shade uh, being thrown. It was a little bit no, much. I, like, I, I, I okay. liked it. It's like, we can handle your little witch, and then also, boom. Also, I, I just want to say, please, like, Paulo is joking about Brie Larson. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> everyone, know, anyone with a brain knows that. Well, uh, I mean. Maybe not everyone. That's why I said everyone with a brain. Not everyone is chronically online. Don't forget. It was a joke. Uh, next. Next. Next is Professor X, played by Sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Sir Patrick yeah. Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Show some His respect. head got ripped in half. That was what the hell, guys? Well, ripped in half. Wait, the guy's no, neck it's literally. Snapped. I saw it on Twitter. It's literally ripped in half. His neck's not snapped. His head gets ripped in half. Oh shit! What okay. really? Yeah. And then okay, and then gets oh. neck snapped in real life. Well, well, yeah, his mind breaks and then he just falls. But his head literally gets ripped in half by a Scarlet Witch demon. It's freaking nuts in slow motion. Good God! Wow. I can't wait to play that in slow-mo on 4K. Also, he had the proper wheelchair, the yeah, floating the gold one. Yeah, the 90s animated series shared a 90s animated yeah. theme, and that he even was... had the powers when he does this, and it goes like the circle. Oh, uh, dude, cool. the sonar thing. I was most excited about, because we, we, 
first of all, the marketing campaign of this movie showed way too much, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Like, what yeah. the hell was that? You did not need to show Professor Charles Xavier in the TV spots and the trailers. Well, the trailer showed basically confirmed, and then the TV spot showed his hand with the with the. Wheelchair you did it. People like didn't need to Honestly, know this. Honestly, yeah. that's more of a bigger problem with movies in general, where they're gonna spoil sure. too much just because I feel like they're too afraid yeah. that it's gonna do well. So it's like. We might as well show it because we don't give a shit for but, spoilers, and we know that it'll definitely get butts in seats. But then again, like the TV spot, it's not exactly like every, not everyone sees it, so it's like whatever. I guess. But uh, what I wasn't expecting was the point of a TV spot is that everyone sees it, though. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. What but I was everyone. what I wasn't <laughs> expecting though was uh, to bring back the X Men '90s animated series theme. What's well, a very yeah. oh yeah that and was, that cool. was like whoa and. Yeah, it's, we'll get to music. Uh, and Danny uh, Elfman using a uh, score that isn't his. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Danny Elfman's score uh, soon, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Next uh, is uh, yeah. um, Baron Mordo. From Baron Mordo yep. as well. It starts off as strange. I think they called him Supreme for some reason. The no, same as the What If one, but no, he's the Sorcerer Supreme in that universe. Yeah, so and the marketing because I saw the Funko Pop. They called him like Supreme Strange. Right, but that one's called Strange Supreme also. So it's like it's weird. Okay. But it's like the blue costume, no beard. That one dies, as you all know, you all watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And I Baron so. Mortal takes over, which I thought was cool. I don't know what happened to Wong in that universe, but, you know, Baron Mortal. True. I, I like that character. and uh, What, what disappointed me about Mordo, though, um, and I understand, like, he might not have a place in this particular story, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but I really just wish that the ending of Doctor Strange would have been addressed in a more meaningful way, a.k.a. not addressing it. Because at the no. end of Doctor Strange, the first film, Mortal basically no more sorcerers right i'm just gonna say that i i'm honestly happy that they're saving it more for a third movie because i don't want to see them like half-ass the storyline in this no but i feel like they did because again they really didn't because there was no storyline with i understand but mortal already having attempted to take strange's life that he mentions like yeah and then he started trying to kill me it's like i would have loved to see that first interaction in a film devoted to the mortal strange dynamic mm-hmm. i don't want it to be a throwaway line now yes we could always get it as a flashback this isn't like a major criticism i have with the movie yeah. it's just kind of a nitpick funny or, enough but, but i was, this, I, was I just yeah, want to really because yeah, just really jump yeah. off this. yeah think about it like this logically mm-hmm. dr strange knows that mortal hates him in his universe yes. so logic would dictate in another universe that sort of hatred would probably still stay. Oh, no, but I'm talking about the main timeline Doctor Strange. No, because main, I know what you're saying. Main timeline Doctor Strange says at a point to that mortal. Yes. Oh, that guy hates me and, like, you know, he tried to kill me many times. tried to kill no, me, like, to America, actually. I, like, I really just wish that we had actually seen that play yeah. out for the first time in the film. And like I said, you could get uh, that in a flashback. Yeah. But I feel like, it's a, again, it's another great disservice to two characters who were friends and who were allies and who right. grew a bond that camaraderie together. But where are you going to insert that in this movie? Because it's, so, it's, it's so, so padded that's out. Why it yeah. doesn't bother me. But I'm that's happy what I'm saying. they saved it for a third one. It might, it, in my opinion, if you really wanted to address the mortal relationship, instead of saying, yeah, he's tried to kill me, he'd be like, uh, mortal kind of went AWOL and we have no idea where mortal went, you know? Well, and then you, you pick wanna, that up in a third film. You wanna, that are you sure you liked it? Because you're just basically rewriting the whole thing. Well, I just think, I, I don't know. I just, I you, personally, I think it would have been more compelling. You want me to blow your mind quick, quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a lot of the leaks said this. I'm I'm pretty sure it's true because, like, a lot of the leaks got a lot of things right. Okay. That a cut scene, the opening scene of the movie, was actually going to be Wanda killing 616 Mortal. Wow. Beheading him, like, cutting his head mm-hmm. off. I hate he that. he finds her at the farm. And when I read that recently, like, after I saw the movie, I'm like, thank God. God, they cut that out. Yeah. What a yeah. waste of a character. I despise that. That's, yeah, okay. So, so w- while there's some things that I might have liked from 
any potential original cut, original draft of the movie, that is not one that yeah. I support at all. I'm very happy they so, cut it out because that's a yeah. character. He's he's basically like Doctor Strange's main villain. His joke. Yeah, he's, exactly. Like, he's Green Goblin. Yeah. Everybody's I love his Mordo. Joker. Yeah, I love we, Mordo. So. We gotta see more of him. I really hope that he's the main villain of the third one. Like you know. I think it, well now we're getting teases towards uh, Dormammu again and the, the Dark, Dark Dimension, Dimension. Yeah. so I think uh, Mordo will be heavily involved in the third right. film. I just I don't know I just feel like I, I understand why they did what they did, but I wish the the dialogue was altered so that Strange didn't it's, didn't already have that really really important interaction with Mordo uh, in the past like off screen again. Well, is yeah. it really that important? Things off screen. I think so. Think I about think it so. Like it's like kind of like villain. Him and he <laughs> it's kind of like just villains fighting heroes. It's just it's if there's no, it's like yeah sure they fought and it's important but if there's nothing of significance with that fight, it's okay if you just mention it. It's kind of like how you know with Peacemaker they were always saying referring to his past antics. <laughs> Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> yeah, like with Matter Eater Lad, it's like you don't have to see it. It's like just being told of that is enough because no, there's well, nothing I, of significance. I, just to the, I don't want to defend Matthew, but I'm gonna defend him a little bit. I understand because Mordo was such a big character. Yeah. You, want, you don't want to, I don't want to see him reduced to a throwaway line. Like they were allies in the first movie, and now to see Fight. that that betrayal. <laughs> not happen on screen for the first time to me is a great again a great disservice to Mordo like they did with Wanda some things happened off screen that were in my opinion really important mm -hmm. they also did it with Mordo now the Mordo thing is not nearly on the same scale I think as the Wanda thing it's sure. very very different but anyway it's just something and I want to talk about that's something that they can easily fix with a sequel like I'm not exactly yeah so we'll see I would love to see a flashback <laughs> and finally the last member of the <laughs> Illuminati, <laughs> yeah, of the Illuminati yeah. is uh, John Krasinski I'm sorry Mr. Fantastic. As yes. the smartest man alive who reveals his entire plan. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't. I liked the, the look of like his costume and I everything. Didn't. I just didn't like John Krasinski. He had more lines on his costume than he had in the movie. He <laughs> did. I don't know. The way he helped portrayed himself, the way he talked, like even like just his mannerisms, I, it didn't feel like Reed I Richards to me. Suit, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm going to say this. I've One, I thought the suit was over-designed. I looked at it. I'm like, there's too much black on blue. They, I that I agree love. with. The classic, just black collar, black gloves, black boots, and do they have underwear? I think too. No. Uh, they don't have to put that. But point is, and you put the circle in the middle. That's it. And uh, he doesn't need all these unnecessary lines on his arms. I agree. I didn't mind it. I, I kind of like liked it. it. I dug it. But like, I don't, I, his his portrayal just felt so off. Like this, it's like mm -hmm. this isn't Mr. Fantastic. This is just John Krasinski. But also, what I don't mind about the costume. Getting back to that quick, quick was that this is a multiversal one, so it's like. Yeah. The main universe is going to, I hope, has a much better costume. Right, I know yeah, they're I not going to copy-paste I mean, they probably are because each multiversal version of everyone had a different costume. Yeah, but that's my point. I always did want uh, John Krasinski and his real-life wife, Emily Blunt, to my play wife. Reed and Sue uh, in the main MCU timeline. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's going to happen with even John Krasinski now, I don't know, because he is playing a variant from a different uh, universe, yeah. right? Uh, but... I was just really happy to see him on screen. That got, that got the biggest applause. Yeah. That was really unexpected. <laughs> if it wasn't, shut up. If it wasn't leaked for you, uh, thankfully I didn't see the leak, so it really did come as a great surprise to me. I'm gonna say um, this. I've never been. I've always said from the beginning, I don't like the fan cast. When he yeah. showed up, I'm like, I'm gonna do it with an open mind. When the scene ended and he turned into spaghetti, I'm like, well, thankfully he's spaghetti now because I do not like him as a character. What was it about? And that I'm you praying that they don't put him in the main MCU six one six. I really hope they get. Maybe someone unknown or just get a, a more comic accurate choice, I find. Like, he's nothing like the comic one to me, and it really bothered. Like, I, I see him, and I don't that. see Reed Richards. See, here's the, I just think his portrayal was weird. I just, 
seeing it, I was like, this isn't Reed Richards to me. Like this, yeah. this doesn't make it didn't it didn't it just didn't make he, sense in my mind. To me, he was like the fact that he was considered for Captain America makes more sense to me than Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes more sense that. to me. I guess. Had he played a Captain America variant, I'd be like, this makes more sense. Reed Richards, I just don't see it. Well, for me, don't forget, it's also the material he's been given, right? Like, all the dialogue he has in this film is just exposition. Right, but yeah. the way he so, chose to portray it just... It was boring. Well, I, I also... He I just felt like he was just know. reading it off but like something. Besides that, the point is, I've never been for it, and I had an open mind, and he just he still hasn't convinced me. A movie could come out, and he could be the main star as Reed Richards, and maybe I'll be convinced. Yeah. But as of right now, I don't want him. I'd rather have someone else, maybe yeah. someone original. Get back the guy from 2005. I'm joking. They should have <laughs> had him in the movie, though, in my opinion. Yeah, that would have been, been, been really cool. Yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. his name, but he would have been cool to have because at least, like, like, I said this to you before, I think. Yeah. But it would have tied in with the Fox universe. Like, you got Patrick Stewart, and then you got him. You finally see those two universes cross together because they never did in the Fox one. So I'd like to see yeah. that almost. Yeah, and it's a nice kind of callback to Give like the sort TV of classic TV. Marvel because, <laughs> in all honesty, they owe their existence to those movies. Yeah. True. Really. Like, well, I mean, like them or not, they're kind of what helped build the fan base to I be disagree. able to and it, remember appreciate in it. the credits of this video. We would like to dedicate a very special thanks to Avi Arad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, who uh, got caught throwing Venom toys <laughs> at uh, Marvel Studios that's in uh, inside, April first? <laughs> that's an inside joke. We're not getting into that right now. We'll talk uh, about it one day. One day. Um, but um, comment and ask us. I personally, yeah, I didn't have a problem with John Krasinski. I I, I just don't think what he had to say in the film was particularly interesting on a, on a dialogue level oh, right uh, so true. i i think he could really shine as reed richards in the future given the right material uh, i like i like his look not the costume per se but i, I like him with the beard okay. i always i don't know i always bought him as reed and i i, I still I stand by that fan casting I and I, I I fair enough we'll see i've always liked those classic fantastic you know Four costumes. i just want to see that yeah. what do we feel Don't about right. the illuminati basically getting cooked by wanda because i'm not gonna lie it kind of didn't sit right with me. I can I, I totally understand why. Because well, for me, it comes down to really two things. One, I really don't like heroes being killed for like that sort of shock value and okay. like like mortal, <laughs> <laughs> and the sort of like if it's not that like look, it's gonna sound weird, but if it's not in service to the plot, so like let's say it's sure. like some sort of big sacrifice, like Iron Man, like okay. that I could get behind because it was a great sacrifice yeah, yeah, with sure. this. Just like, yeah, it was meant to sort of show how far, you know, Wanda's falling. Like, and it would make sense that the only way she could really continue her mission is to dispatch of them. But like, yeah, it, just, it is it in bad weird. taste. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. It's kind of like a sort of bad taste with like, you know, Peacemaker with, like, you know, the Justice League swearing and being <laughs> all that. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, look, it was weird. And then also just made me feel like, how can you possibly redeem Wanda like that? Like, I know they're not 616 heroes, but like. Mm -hmm. She still killed a lot of a lot of other heroes. Like, yeah, how do you how do you work with that? I and get it. The thing is, she's completely not like justified. <laughs> not like not like justified, but like I understand why. And she was doing anything to get with her kids, and I fully get behind that. It's just that it makes it just made me feel weird to see them get I, not I killed. I thought it was a little funny. They show like the incompetence of like, oh, it's you, strange. It's like, no, it's the witch. You're like, oh, the witch is okay, and then they all die. It's like. It's funny seeing how that came together. I bought all of that. The only uh, look, uh, like I said, I, I think the Black Bolt death was uh, was the shock that and the jolt that the audience yeah, needed. It was very cool. The only death that I really had an issue with was Reed. Like, why are you extending your arm out to the Wanda? Smartest man alive. Like, why? Yeah, you're the smartest man alive. Like, I, you you could literally try anything else. Maybe 
stretching and go like dodging he, her like going going to off to the have side like a gadget or gizmo he can use anything like do anything other than extend your arm out so and i feel like they do. only had krasinski yeah. for i for, promise to, to shoot I, some scenes for a very limited time yeah it's probably a reshoot with him and exactly it. so like i don't know but like i felt like his death felt quite stupid but i thought all the other ones were were well justified i'm surprised captain carter lasted that long she has a shield like give me a, and a jet pack <laughs> she was basically boba fett literally <laughs> And yeah, she had just about as much speaking lines. I <laughs> uh, I thought I, I thought it worked. I just, but I, I understand the the point of view of you know, uh, feel like oh, you just wasted these characters. You know, like speaking of the sort of Illuminati and just like these characters, you know, and this kind of ties into the sort of bigger disappointment that a lot of people had with yep. it not being a cameo fest. But like, mm. do you think we could have had a better characters as Illuminati, or do you mm. think they were no. well cast? Uh, I, th- I well, well chosen. John, John Krasinski. Sorry, not, well chosen. Really like, so hating like, on John Krasinski. Re- Jesus. Uh, like Reed Richards, Captain Marvel, Professor X, Black Bolt. And I, I thought the lineup was fine because um, yeah. we could still get our very own main timeline MCU mm-hmm. uh, well, Illuminati with well, maybe Strange actually forming the Illuminati I himself. That's kind of what I got the vibe of. In yeah. all honesty, when, when they mm-hmm. said specifically, it's like you were the one who did it. It's like, oh, he's going to do it now in the and MCU. And also, like, within those Illuminati scenes, the amount of times incursion was freaking mentioned. Like, yeah. mm, that's What's ve- an incursion? very clearly setting up Secret Wars yeah. uh, in the next yeah. five to ten years, which I'm really happy about. So I think with all, with all that prior knowledge that Steven now has about uh, incursions and whatnot, I think he's maybe going to form his own Illuminati yeah. in the main mm-hmm. MCU timeline, I'm and then we'll get, like, Namor from Black Panther 2. Hopefully he's going to be in that. I think he will. I look, the two missing, the two big ones missing from the right. comics were Iron Man and Namor. Yeah. Well, Iron Man... Well, Iron Man, I'm very happy... Look, everyone's saying Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. I didn't believe it for a second. Okay. Tom, I'm happy he didn't put Iron Man because I feel like we just saw him sacrifice himself. If I would have seen him just now again, I felt like... Yeah, but it's m- played by Tom Cruise, a different Iron Man. What if like it was played by a different actor? Played yeah, Tom by a Cruise. different actor. I think I well, feel a little Cruise, better, like, but I'm kind of still. I'm still happy because we just put that character to rest. I don't need to see him again, even if it's a different actor. You know what I mean? Okay, I respect that. So I'm happy to use him. And Namor, I think it's because they're using him in Black Panther too. I don't think yes. they wanted that to be his first appearance. Yeah, I can see that. Like, right. Do you so, feel like the the movie kind of um, is T'Challa part of the Illuminati? He. Might I think be. so. He he's he's either. Is he in the original incarnation or like later on? Because I know I he's think, in it. I think he might be. So not sure. But I can understand why we didn't. We, they wouldn't use him too. Um, but do you feel like the movie capitalizes on the multiversal element uh, as well as it could have? I think it did because when you do something multiverse like that, you're kind of walking a fine line of what becomes, mm-hmm. like what takes away from the character-driven story yes. and turns into a cameo fest cameo versus, fest. like you know. I don't know what else to compare it to, Look, honestly. But I know what you're saying, and I'm going to say this. I think that people who say it doesn't, it's because of two reasons. One, expectations. Yes. People yeah. went into this movie expecting to see 2003 Hulk, Blade, everyone. <laughs> Deadpool. Basically, because 1940s, of that stupid... uh, Fantastic Four, I don't know, everything. Because they expected that because f- of that stupid fucking uh, leaker guy who's saying, oh, yeah, he's in it and posting obviously fake screenshots yeah. and people eating it up. And I think that really hurt a lot of people's reception of the movie. Yeah. And two, I think you're going to get your, your cameo fest, which I'm low-key dreading. In, in Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Yeah. They're saving the big multiverse shit for Secret Wars. This movie, in the end, at its core, was a strange story. Doctor Strange story, I should say. And that's what it was. And it utilized a couple multiverses well. Like, the ones that it used all worked well for me. I liked it that it made... it act. They added more to his character. Yeah. Like, I prefer that over just, we, like... You know, like, 
Because you know what? When they're crossing through the multiverses, that yeah. was en- good enough for me. Like I've we saw 1940s, so the noir universe. We saw 2099. You see the Hal- Hala from Captain We saw Captain 2099? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do? Well, it looks like 2099. So. Okay. But you see Hala from Captain Marvel. You see what looks like a thing run by Mysterio drones at a point. That yes. You yes. saw the Loki world. I think so. Because I, I, no, I saw that it was the statues. Quick. Yeah. Then you got quick. Paint Universe, which is really important. That was cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see how that even works. Because if the multiverse exists based on one person making a, an alternative decision that then skews the timeline and puts it off in a new direction. Now, without the existence of the TVA to stop that, uh, like I'm just interested in knowing like how the hell did this Paint Universe come about? Man like, was made with paint. I guess, say, like back in the day, like what did it like? Did they... Ch- <laughs> Like, that's also just Raimi having fun. Don't overthink it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like all this to say, I anyway, like that I we got our sort of fill of multiverses in that sort of montage yeah. rather than just like, oh, look at this. We're in black and white world. What could this mean? And then you see, yeah, like, totally. You Spider-Man see them as a cartoon at a point. That's, that, that was funny. I liked it. As I prefer that. And to me, the fact that they just gave us worlds that had importance to Strange was good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm cool like, with that you too. get the Dark Doctor Strange that. They have a really cool music fight. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. let's let's talk about Danny Elfman. I was going to say, uh, yeah. I was just say quick, quick, before we get to Danny yeah, Elfman. Yeah. That character is in service to still Strange. That he's talking about, he even talks about Christine's wedding and, like, moving on. And, like, you know, he pushed some Stranges out the window. <laughs> in the end, that scene was always to service the character. Sure. And that's what I like the most. Yeah. You know me. what? Each kind of thing, each multiverse kind of showed a progression of Doctor Strange's character. Exactly. If he went on this negative path. So, sure. like... You had the like the Darkhold one, which he uses later on in the film. You have yeah, that one. Yep. Where it's like that's where he caught himself and decided, please mm-hmm. end my life. And then, but then you have another one where it's like, what if he didn't yeah. decide this? What if he just fell deeper? What if he basically went what through that he, Wanda arc? Or what if he just couldn't get over Christine? You know. So it's like it sh- it, it it ultimately showed the path Doctor Strange was going on. Hundred percent. And it was showing that made him realize. I got to snap out of this and, uh, you know, get serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, look, about Danny Elfman, uh, talking about that music fight I specifically. Just, I just, I got it. Well, I'll say the music fight that, was the coolest thing for me. Cool. I don't know why. It's, it's very, uh, Lee and Ditko esque, of course. So that made me very happy. A lot of the Dr. Strange actions I found were Lee and Ditko esque. Like yes. Yeah, the so buzz saw, the, the animal fists arm, and stuff. I'm yeah, like, that, that's cool. Arms and shit. Like, that was cool. Like, yeah. that was nice to watch. And especially they were very co- colorful, too. Yeah. Yep. It was, and it was different from what we've already seen from Strange with just whips and shields. And, you know, yep. I yep. like seeing different stuff. It's cool. It was a cool showcase of powers, for sure. That being said, going back to Danny Elfman, I thought his score was not bad i wouldn't say it was i kind of like giacchino's score more for the first one me too feels like i've heard it before because <laughs> you probably have but i gotta say when it cuts to credits and the main title starts playing i'm like okay this, this track is good like it's a hard cut like from the big cliffhanger i think there are a couple motifs throughout the because i listened to the score by itself mm-hmm. uh the emotional motif that he plays uh kind of revolving around well america chavez at one mm-hmm. point uh, but also christine when he tells her that he loves her in every universe and yep. then the ending of the movie like there's that emotional motif that plays throughout i think that's really really strong i like when he does call back to uh Giacchino's score as well from the first film with the main theme yeah. i yeah, do wish the it was fight, he yeah with the gargantos that fight when he jumps off the um what a cool shot oh, when great. he transfort he puts the kit oh cool, so man. good cool. so and the music really amplifies that yeah. scene for me um 
so moments like that are really wonderful. I do wish he implemented the main theme more often. What if you, what what, um, what about when he played the Flash theme? You like that? <laughs> or the, the Flash League? The <laughs> Flash his oh, okay. his Flash theme from Justice League is literally in the movie at one point. But and it's I like heard it. copy like usually sometimes it's a, like I like I even saw like his Hulk 2003 theme is in it. Yes. And it's, but it's a variation on it, so it's like yeah. I see what he's doing. The Flash is like Command C, Command V, like copy yeah, paste. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's kind of <laughs> weird bad. because you know what uh, you know mentioned Giacchino. For the Jurassic World score, mm-hmm. he reuses tr- tracks he did for the Lost World PlayStation game because that's actually <laughs> where he got his start. But the well, thing is, I feel like that works better because not only is it within the same franchise, well, mind you, but it plays in better. I don't want to rip on Danny Elfman too much for that because in reality, a lot of composers do do that. Yes, yeah. they do. Hans Zimmer is very, does it a lot. But gets I mean, literally, all, all, all the fucking Dark Knight is like the... Hans Zimmer bullshit. No, but I'm saying like he will do stuff like in one movie and then a completely different franchise, same track. I can't think of an example right now, but I promise you if you Google it, you could probably find. So, like the rip on Danny Elfman, like, yeah, like, but everyone does it almost. But yeah, anyway, overall, I think it was a very strong score. Yeah. Um, it does get distracting though if you actually know score though, I would say. Yeah, probably. yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. you know, it's also something you just get over. So... <laughs> So um, let's talk about you know America Chavez. Yeah, what do America we think? Chavez. We I really liked her, the and I really liked her powers. Were so cool! I love those star portals. Awesome. Same. It's Honestly, she show. was a great character, and I really want to see more of her. Well, yeah. the star portals are from the comics. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm glad they did no, that. No, but I'm like the way it was made on film was so cool. Like I love like that cloudy look. I'm like this is cool. It's yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool way of adapting. Um, yeah, I thought I, I really enjoyed what I saw of her. I do wish she was used less as a plot device and more fleshed out as a character. I understand and they're leaving things open for the future maybe yeah. to potentially reunite with her mothers right um which i'm looking forward to eventually when they do that for sure. i really um, want to see just where she goes because her yeah. character could be incredibly interesting yeah, yeah i just it's just unfortunate how she's just completely taken off the board for a vast majority of the movie once wanda gets hold of her um vast you know. majority i feel like it's not that I mean, it's not vast majority dude it was well, like literally maybe 20 minutes yeah it's only the third act i would say and then she still comes back like Okay, well, regardless, I, I just feel like she she just doesn't do much for a huge portion of the but movie. But at the same time, right? her power is overpowered. No, but I... Yes, I would, but she doesn't know how to control it, so no, it's fine. I would also say that's mainly to show the focus, because they do that, and that's mainly so they can focus on Strange versus the yes, sister Strange. totally. So, for me, that worked. And at the same time, too, if you think about it, it really gives more impact, though, to when she shows Wanda her kids. Yeah. Yes, with that, with I love the, that with the, with the universe where she basically took over the other Wanda, so I it's w- like... <laughs> I will it say works better the, with that. This, the scene when she opens up the portal and our Wanda is standing right before Billy and Tommy and they're kind of like looking <laughs> off to the side. They don't notice that a portal just opened <laughs> in front of them and that uh, an evil version of their mother is standing right before them until they just turn their heads no. to look at her. I feel like, like it's, oh, that's Sam Raimi. That's though. exactly what I said the other day. I'm too. like, come on. like we're, we're, You don't have any peripheral vision. You don't have ears. <laughs> like One, they're kids. And two, that's not even the worst thing they did in that movie. The worst thing they did in the movie was, scru- <laughs> was sing the ice cream song. The ice cream song was pretty cringe. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're kids. kids. So it, they're kids. It makes sense. But when they're singing, I whisper friend, man, these guys, uh, they suck shit. I, I <laughs> they're I do children. Think, I, I do think they gave. It was a joke. It was a joke. I think they gave much better performances in WandaVision. Yeah. I will say that. They had um, more screen time, though. Yeah. I guess, sure. but um, They had more material to work Look, guys, with. But everything, yeah, everything acting th- is not easy, and acting as a child is even harder, so I'm not going to... For sure. I can't rip on these guys. But I like the way they're implemented in the plot, for yeah. sure, and to give Wanda that moment of clarity right. towards the end, is for I think, sure. is a very, very powerful moment. And again, huge testament to Elizabeth Olsen and that performance of hers. The scene where she... 
she's kind of like breaking down before them and it's like i'm not mm. a monster you know i'm your mother whatever and, and then really, really chuck good. something at her head <laughs> really <laughs> really <laughs> great moment and then of course wanda brings down the the, the, the dark old castle the dark old castle upon herself she makes that sacrifice she survived she yeah she had to survive i'm sorry if you if you end her character like that that i'm like fuck again i think that would be a great disservice to the character yeah Um, Uh, but i like i'm guys i'm 100 percent certain she's not uh yeah like the only thing that indicates to me that she's alive is that they stated she went she destroyed the dark hold in every universe so it's like is she powerful enough to have really done that or could she have traveled herself because she sucked enough of america chavez's power i disagree but i would say the biggest giveaway is the fact that the building's falling and as it's falling, you see a red cloud. I was literally just about to mention I, that. Exactly. I, yes. I had to get out first before you did. I picked but it. Yeah, I picked it. it up on the second. What if that's all her magic being released from getting crushed? Like maybe. A, I don't know. You. you it's, that's a that. very deliberate visual effect. Yeah. Like you put that intentionally for a reason. You know. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Next, Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi. Uh, I some great st- moments. Yeah. I want to just start off. The Evil Dead references were great. Like I, my favorite one will be Bruce Campbell basically punching, punching himself <laughs> because it's like that's literally Evil Dead too. It is Evil Dead. So yeah. many people came up to me like, and said that the second after credit scene disappointed them so much. I loved it. And I'm like, I couldn't be more happy with an after credit scene. It's over. <laughs> when he looks right into the camera and it zooms, I like this perfection. Is... This is how I wanted the movie to end. The zooms were nice, especially yeah. since I didn't like the mid-credit scene. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I want yeah, to talk about that later. Yeah, later. But that to me was a perfect after-credit. It's funny and it worked. And it's breaking the fourth wall of it and saying it's over. Go home. I love those after-credit scenes that are jokes. The camera work, very do- uh, Evil Dead, with like yeah. you know, the, the uh, right on the characters, and she's like basically. Fighting yeah, the camera. that when reminded Richard, me the... straight out of Drag Me to Hell, dude. Yes. That's... When when the uh, she's what is the soul? The camera. When, yeah, Rachel when the souls of the damned, like one of the spirits, like basically, uh, yeah, exactly, climb onto Rachel McAdams and just can't with the shake. And shaking. then you have the uh, uh, you have the um, the camera basically acting like the spirit, like the dead eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit and Evil Dead. No, one. but I, I even love that Rachel McAdams pays off. A joke from the first movie where Doctor Strange takes a pot when he's fighting uh, Mads Mikkelsen. I forgot his character's name. But he's he's taking... Uh, uh, Casilius? Yeah, Casilius. And he takes this like pot thing. He's like, you don't know what that does. And he goes, no. And he puts it back. Yeah. In this movie, she takes it, takes a candle, boom, and it lights up. And she also said that they extracted power from that thing too. Yeah, so exactly. it kind of plays into the so plot. Like, yeah. So one, they pay off the, the joke from the first movie. Yeah. And two... Then she says, go back to hell. I'm like, okay, that's great. Straight out of Drag Me to <laughs> yeah. Hell. This is great, Go dude. back to hell. I'm like, that's um, funny. And the uh, last great. bit of braminess is, uh, well, for me anyway, was how Wanda was walking out of the mirror. Yeah. Or crawling yeah. out of the mirror practically. Like, visual effects a bit sketchy, to be honest. Well, yeah, because she's one broken. She's yeah, it could have been like, better. I think there were two instances where VFX really stood out to me. There was that moment in the Gargantos fight when Wong... No, actually when Wong is free-falling and he opens up a portal to kind of like stop his free fall yeah. and he ends up hitting into a car there's that one bit where he's hitting into the car and i think that looked very sketch they should have used the real benedict wong and saw them into a car. yeah well exactly <laughs> uh, and, and then the visual effect of her coming out of the mirror i think awesome uh, conceptually i just think visual effects wise could have been mean, touched up a bit really didn't bother me. yeah, yeah it didn't bother fine. me just because it added to the sort of yeah. creepiness level and hokiness in a, in a sense yeah exactly yeah, that's yeah. yeah so that's I, cool uh, but yeah, I think a lot of the Remy-isms really, uh, he, like I'm telling you, man, he, he put, he, he came in clutch, man, with this movie. He was the real MVP for he, me. He, yeah. yeah. The man, uh, he, he, was all, he, he was hired late almost. And yeah, he yeah. Came in, like he really nailed it. They guy. couldn't have, listen, I loved Doctor Strange 1 and I do still yeah. think that the first film is better than this one in, in most ways, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, 
and I thought I think Scott Derrickson played a huge part in that first movie yeah. being incredible and I was very very let down with him departing due to creative differences but mm -hmm. they could not have picked uh, a better replacement yeah a great a better auteur director than uh, than, than Look, Sam Raimi I'm to take say over this. I want the Raimi for the third movie 100% me too yeah but if they brought back Derrickson for the third I couldn't be mad yeah agreed least. agreed like, um, I, he's a great director I loved also the um all the souls of the damned being used as like yeah, a, a cape. As, as like a cape. <laughs> oh, that oh, and Zombie Strange is just Everything so cool. And it's only it literally, awesome. it's like de it was basically Deadite Strange because yeah. even the way he looked was like a really fucked that, that up practical face. Practical effect, it's, like I can tell if it's animatronic at a I, point, like towards the end. I don't know if that was like sort but, of the same thing for Bruce Campbell's makeup in either Evil Dead yeah. Two or Three, yeah. where they did the sort of same thing with like. It was it was cool. It was awesome. I loved it. A lot of people took issue with, however, uh, the hokiness of Zombie Strange, essentially telling America believe very, in yourself. Yeah, the very cliched, uh, you know, uh, it's it's fine kind of it's character fine. moment where oh, you believe I, in yourself. I, I the power's within you all along. You know, but I, I think what makes it better is because yeah. he's a zombie saying it. I thought it was funny. I, I know some people might be turned off by that kind of quirky. Uh, I know our, our friend Nick was uh, was was voicing that concern with me over the phone. I, I was okay with it. Uh, I, I was fine with it. I just would it have been. I think a little bit more compelling if it was the real strange kind of telling it in a, in a way that wasn't really played for quirky comedy. It Maybe I wouldn't call that quirky comedy. Well, I was no I was laughing. laughing. I was laughing. Yeah, our theater really wasn't laughing. Uh, I both uh, days. I just love when they when he says who says it has to be alive and then it cuts to like the lightning. <laughs> yeah, so that good. was. Then I'm like awesome. I'm that like, was yes. fucking cool. That was a great visual. But again, like you kind of see where it's going because they reveal all this stuff in the trailers and it's I so actually saw one yeah, trailer they for this the movie and that's thing it in the trailer like too. they should there were so much great imagery here's in the, the thing though in the trailers from. you say oh yeah they spoiled it but if you think about it everyone believed that was like some sort of marvel that was the marvel, marvel zombies, zombies yeah uh, even yeah, with wanda to that scene yeah. where she's opening I, the door I, I always thought like it could which be. i was like it's stupid no l read anything i but saw like, you have the ponytail and i'm like there's uh, yeah it, it can't be yeah. him very terminator-esque too when wanda's like chasing after uh, yeah. Yeah. chasing after them cool. limping with the red eyes um anyway about the ending um a lot of people also were a bit annoyed by the hard cut to black when he grows his love, third eye. I love that. Like, that's, that's that cool. is the most Sam Raimi thing you could do. I know. Leave people on a what the fuck and then just be like, totally. all right, that's when it. When that happened, I said, holy crap, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, Me and too. then... And the mid-credit scene happened. <laughs> this is another problem I have and Marvel has been doing this forever. And not, not forever, maybe since Far From Home. <laughs> where it's like... <laughs> where it's like... All this great development like i was saying before let's let's put it all off screen like at the beginning of far from home peter jumps into frame and is like i want to sit next to mj on the plane it's like where did this come from not this again um but <laughs> <laughs> look i'm not here to complain about far from home right now i disagree with that same on far from home but i will agree on this movie the fact is it cuts and he's walking and i'm like huh he's fine it's not even the scene's not even an like what? yeah because it's like oh yeah no he's he's happy now he's finally happy and then all of a sudden he that's not what i'm talking i'm talking about the mid credit scene he's just walking oh okay. and then when he puts on the cape and because Clea shows up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Charlie Sharon. You need to help. And he's like, and it's like, are you afraid? And it's like, it pays off the line. Don't be afraid, Stephen Strange. Yes. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not. And then it cuts and he has the third eye. I'm like, oh, he solved it. Like, wh here's the thing. Okay. Why would you do a hard cut to black with a shocking 
cliffhanger ending and then immediately address it in the mid credit scene. I feel it like was, that was such a disservice. It's I probably studio them. mandated in all honesty. I don't see that. I, I Look, if you wanted to, if, if the mid credit scene was always meant to introduce Charlize Theron as, as Clea, which I think is great casting and I'm excited for that. I think it's fine casting. Didn't like her costume, to be honest, that much. I thought she looked like Bro, she was stripped out, out of Power Rangers the or something. The thing is, they always change the costume in the first appearance. They do, yeah, they like, do. They really do. Uh, but uh, I hated the mid credit scene of the movie. I think I, it left a very, very bad taste in and my I mouth. And I agree with you. I feel like the movie is legitimately better without it. Like, yeah. there's no other it is better without it, straight up, 100%. It's not even that good of a tease, I find. Like. No, but that's why if you wanted to introduce Clea as, um, uh, Charlize Theron as Clea, why don't you do a scene with Dorma her and Dormammu? In the and he calls dimension. And he calls her daughter, her daughter, right? Niece. Niece, niece, yeah, sorry, in the comics. Call her niece, be like, holy, oh my god, wow, what a, what a cool reveal, you know? In the yeah. dark dimension, show us something there. Maybe like, who's that? Maybe a villain, maybe this. Yeah, like, I don't know why we needed to have this interaction with her and Strange. It or just felt completely out of left field. You even me. have it happen when he's screaming in the in the street. Like, maybe in the background, you're going to see the no. portal appear. No, he's on the floor. <laughs> you can't do okay, that. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair. Actually, no, I want to <laughs> ask this. You're What's up with the third eye? Like, is that relevant to anything? Like, in the comics? like it's Illuminati confirmed? <laughs> it's basically, the bare bones thing is to, like he says, it's the dark hole that's now got a hold of him. Okay. And we're going to see where it goes from Okay, there. so he's going to get corrupted? Maybe. I don't know, but that's he seems okay in that mid-credit scene. That's he the seems, problem. He like, seems really nice and happy. He seems okay with the third eye in the mid-credit scene, so, like, so he mastered it, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, okay, because I was like, what's up with that? The point is, seeing Cleo was cool because I do like that character in the books and, like, you know. It's Doctor Strange. Anyone who knows about her, she's Doctor Strange's love interest and wife in the comics. So right. It's like now we're seeing him move on from Christine. So yeah, which uh, it's helping the arc, but also yeah. ruined the perfect cliffhanger ending. That yeah. I was like, what a good hard cut. And Venom Cumberbatch face in that scene is so intense. It's like whoa. Like he was in pain. I can believe that guy's growing an eye. <laughs> like <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, I guess final thoughts, like. Doctor Strange 2? Final thoughts. Look, I had a really great time I with it. it. I, I think you should see it. Uh, I do have very glaring issues. Uh, however, yeah, you wanted a completely different movie. Yeah, literally. Not, not completely. I, I just feel like there was, you know, there was some creative decisions that I disagree with. You wanted to change with. Wanda. You wanted to change... Uh, but I, I liked everything with Wanda. I just wish we got more building up to that because mm -hmm. I think the character deserves that. I liked that, so. the movie. I loved it. I'm, I can't wait to rewatch it when it comes out on 4K yeah. Blu-ray. Visually, uh, it's going to be an I incredible release. An IMAX enhanced on Disney+. Plus. Yep. I liked it. If you really like Sam Raimi's style, I would say, even if you're not into Marvel, just watch it because it reeks of Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. That's it. 100%. So what do you guys think? Please, if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, comment below. Who's uh, Who do you agree with here? Uh, you think I'm why completely in the me? wrong? Why, why, <laughs> why, why is, is Gravis wrong all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just uh, maybe I, should, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, please let us know. And uh, don't forget to check out our you know our Reference Point podcast on all the major social media platforms. Follow the OAR TV uh, YouTube channel as well. There's some mm -hmm. amazing content put out by a bunch of really, really creative uh, and talented artists out there mm -hmm. um so yeah i think uh, i think it's a good place to wrap and guys don't forget to support your local comic book stores take care bye-bye see ya